This country is doomed. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, David. And I'm Wolfie. Hey, welcome to Socially Sensitive. We've been looking at comic books here lately. Comic books. Everybody loves comic books. Oh, shoot. Yeah, they do. At least they should. Yeah, if they don't, they they, they don't, don't know, know what they're missing. No, they don't. Like I like I told you, when I was a kid, it was my favorite thing was comic books. I'd buy them, I'd buy them, put them in bags, and board them, and stick them in boxes. And of course, I read everything I bought. I wanted to read, so it wasn't like I was just buying things just for to buy things. Right. I'd actually I read everything that I bought. Right. Good times. Yeah, Good I, times. I always read when I, I remember. I remember when I was little, little getting comic books you know it was growing up in detroit and well growing up in michigan i remember uh the comic books that i liked to get and read were i wasn't into the superhero comics yet when i was like you know seven eight nine year old kind of thing mm-hmm. I, I wasn't into the superheroes yet i always liked like richie rich i remember uh, scrooge mcduck and uh, awesome. stuff like that some of the first comic books that I purchased before I got into the superhero thing real heavy was uh, one of them was Star Trek, a Star Trek comic. This had to have had it had to have been I was relatively young, and Star Trek had probably been on TV, just come, went off TV, something like that, but was still you know pretty popular because there was still a comic book. It was a gold key comic book. Right. So there you go. I wasn't even buying uh, DC or Marvel at the time. But gold key. Yeah, I remember Star gold Trek, key. and I think it was. Oh man, I think I had some uh, Planet of the Apes gold key. I stuff. can't even remember. Yeah, I, I think they. I think Gold Key made a uh, the Planet of the Apes. Remember the read along? You'd get the little forty five record with the read along books. Mm-hmm. The the little yeah the, they were they were basically a comic book. It was you know drawn out in it. Um, yeah, I remember having one of those. I bet I can find that. But you decided to do a rather interesting thing. Uh, you're trying to purchase comic books from the year or from the month and the year you were born in, which is a rather interesting collection to have. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Yeah, that's all the holes I'm trying that's, to fill. That's, not yeah. too, that's, that's a pretty neat way to go. You remember this one? I, I remember this exact book, Escape from the Planet <laughs> of the Apes with the 45, the record set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I, I can't really see it. It's kind of small. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, I think I had that up until I was now, way, I do remember, way into high school that I still had that. The thing about it is when that was put out originally, you yeah. know, a book, a, a little record in it. To, yeah, yeah, that one was 1974. It wasn't that expensive. No. I mean, today you do something like that. Oh, yeah. You'd have to do, you'd have to, you know, 20 or 30 bucks to do that. But back in the day, that probably wasn't nothing. 
was a couple of bucks. Probably, yeah. But yeah, those I remember those. So so when that one, if I'd have got that anywhere new when it first came out, yeah, I'd only been like six or seven. But yeah, I remember. I remember having that exact set. I remember I had one of those, and then I had a that I got for Christmas one of those and a a Lone Ranger one that was a Lone Ranger story with the Ooh, book and the, the record Lone Ranger. set. Lone Ranger's pretty cool. And I remember uh, it was probably about sixth or seventh grade when I started getting into uh, maybe yeah about sixth grade when I started getting into more superhero. Uh, Spider-Man, and I was always a Marvel guy. I know you were a little more DC um, later on, but yeah, I started off with DC, but I did buy. Uh, I bought a little bit of Marvel every now and again. If there was a Marvel book that came out and, and it the cover was really interesting, I would I would buy that. And then later on, uh, once different publishers started coming around, like uh, Capital, uh, yeah. First comics, stuff like that. I would, I started buying some of the stuff too. One of my purchases was the Badger and Nexus, as far as like an independent publisher kind of thing. Yeah. And then there was Warp Graphics, which was uh, Wendy and Richard Penn. They did the ElfQuest saga, which turned out to be I think twenty issues long or twenty one issues long, which I, mean, it was a, I thought it was a pretty good story. Yeah. And the way I got turned on to those was I got one of the, uh, I guess it would be considered an early graphic novel where they took like five issues of the comic and bound it all together and they colorized it because the original ones, uh, you had, of course, you had a color cover, but the uh, interior was just all black and white. Mm. There wasn't color in it. And so they, they bound, like I think, the first five issues and they colorized it and they put it on better paper. And they sold that at like the books a million or something like that. Yeah. And that's where I originally seen them. And then I started looking for the actual individual issues. And I found, I said, I found all of my six, I think for maybe the last one, issue 20 or 21, whichever it was. I think I got them all but that one. You know, they only. Which is, I think, with it being the last one, I think it's the most expensive of all of them. Right. You know, they only come up with the, the they were graphic novel to because uh, uh, geeks like us when we got older uh, so that they wouldn't be embarrassed to still collect comics. They go, oh, no, that's not a comic. That's a graphic novel. Yes. Well, anything you can put the word novel on. <laughs> right. You know, it makes, it makes it sound it, like you're hoity-toity. Right. You look it's smarter. like, oh, I'm reading a novel. <laughs> yeah. But but now it's cool, it's it's cool novel, to be a geek. Yeah, now, so. I'm reading a novel. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. But anyway, getting back to Nazis actually have a I think they have a, a large part of for the reason superheroes actually came about. Yeah, the battle uh believe it or not. Like well not Superman, he's the first superhero. He comes out in nineteen thirty nine. Yeah. Uh Hitler's in power. He's you know, taken over all of Europe. The two guys that invented him, uh, Siegel and Schuster or something like that, they're both two Jewish young men at the time. And uh, they, I think they originally was going to make Superman a bad guy, a villain. But then I guess all that uh, mass race stuff started, and they changed him over to a superhero, made him from Kansas. Hmm. So more American than that. Yeah, you got to be cornbread. So kind of cornbread fed. Fed. Yeah, I remember when I first 
you know, started getting into more superhero comics. And then I remember the first time I ever really started trading was uh, mm -hmm. in seventh or eighth grade. I remember bringing books. Yeah. Yes, I remember Doug. Yeah, Doug. I remember bringing, uh, I'd bring books, he'd bring books, and we would swap and trade all the time for stuff. And uh, yeah. he had some really good books, but no, I remember yeah. trading. Yeah, I remember that. Doug, and there was a there was a kid, uh, I was in class with him, and he stole one of my books. Hmm. Because the teacher's like, yeah, okay, you can bring them and you can read them during the reading time if you want to. But once reading time's over, you got to put it away and uh, get to your other studies. And so he would do that. And uh, I went to put it away. I stuck it in my folder, which was over in the other room. And that kid got up and went over to the other room and took my comic book. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I believe it was Doug that told me he did it. We'll leave names out of it. Yeah. But that's okay. To get a good beat down out of it? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, yeah. he got confronted. And I got my book back. I was going to say, I remember my first day in the eighth grade, because um, that was a, my first year when we moved to Virginia. I mm -hmm. remember the, the first day of the eighth grade, my uncle, he gave me a cassette tape I remember I brought to school. And I don't know why I took it with me to school, because mm -hmm. I didn't have a Walkman at that time or anything. I only had a little right. tape player at home that I would play it in. They would use, you know, to record off of the radio and stuff, too. But uh I remember it was an ACDC Dirty Deeds um, cassette tape. Yes. And uh, I remember remember Rooster. Um, yes, I remember Rooster. Yeah, I remember he took it from me. And so uh, I had to give him a, a good beat down um, first day of school <laughs> to get it back. <laughs> so that was my, my good first impression <laughs> with... Uh, Your introduction to Southwest Virginia. Yeah. And I, got, I remember got in trouble awesome. for that and got detention out of it. Back then, you you didn't always end up in uh, suspended or anything. You get detention, or sometimes they give you options. That's what. Or they give you a good butt whipping. Yeah, you, yeah. I remember getting licks. I remember I, in high school. I remember we would do. Uh, remember going. Remember we would go see who could get the most licks in one day. Um, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you, you never wanted to get them from uh, what's his name? Uh, was it Coach Brown? No, not Brown. Uh, Coach Lee. You never wanted to get them from yes. Co Coach Lee. No. <laughs> you always no. Uh -uh. You always wanted. Uh, he put he put everything into it. <laughs> yeah. You always wanted. Uh, he was. He's gonna make you. He's gonna make you regret whatever it is you did. <laughs> yeah. I remember in middle school or junior high, so what we called when we were there. Yeah. I had come out for lunch, and I had, you know, you walked out to one side where Euclid was at, and you walked down the sidewalk and around in front of the, the the junior high school. Yeah. And I'm minding my own business, and here comes freaking John Vanover. Runs and jumps on my back, starts cussing me, calling me all kinds of names, wants hmm. to fight. Uh, and that happened right in front of the, where the principal's office was at. He's actually up there looking out the window. And when he sees us start up, he just flings his he flings his window mm -hmm. up, and he's like, "Boys, get up here now!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh crap, we're screwed." <laughs> so we went up, and we, he lit us up. I mean, there wasn't no, you know, he started it, he started it. It was none of that. He was like, "You know, put your hands on the desk. You're both getting licks, and yep. get out of here." Yeah, <laughs> just cut and dry. Yeah, that's how they solve things the back then. Anyway, back to the comic book. Uh, 
Did you ever see any of the old 1930, maybe 1940 Superman cartoons? Uh, probably some. YouTube's probably the best. I've got a DVD. I've got a DVD in the living room with those on it. It was like somewhere between, I think, like maybe eight to ten episodes. And it, was, it was, but yeah, that's very tough. One. Yeah. Retro Rocket Television. Those were some pretty interesting uh, Superman stories. Uh, he doesn't fly in this it's back to the old thing where he leaped tall buildings in a single bound so when you see yeah. him traveling kind of like the he's Hulk going travels. real far he's like jumping travels. he's like jumping from yeah kind of like the way the hulk travels yeah he's like jumping from you know spot to spot it's kind of it's it's kind of neat kind of hokey he battles giant robots and uh, i think one time he goes to japan or something like that that's all racist now you can't do any of this old stuff uh no you can't you know i saw it's something. unfortunate too you remember uh, the movie Short Circuit? Oh, maybe. Sounds familiar. Well, in Short Circuit 2, Fisher Stevens, do you recognize him? Can you see him there? Yeah. He played, you know, because he's, he's your average white guy. Um, mm -hmm. he, he's been in a ton of movies. But in Short Circuit, you know, he played, I remember people talking about it in the podcast I was listening to the other day, because he, he played Ben Djibouti, an Indian yeah. guy, in Short Circuit 2. And uh, right. so I pulled the clips up to him to watch, and I was like, oh, yeah, you could never do that today with him playing a, him, him being a white guy playing that. I am standing here beside myself. Oh, I am sick of wearing the dress in his family. <laughs> well, I have to go to the Jack, so we wait for me. John. Bimbo. <laughs> oh, yes, you can say that two times. Bimbo. And plus, we are needing gas money. Yeah. As we are fond of saying in my country, marketplace makes dull home for rodents. Where are you from, anyway? Bakersfield originally. No, I mean your ancestors. Oh, damn. Pittsburgh. It is only being wires and several mechanisms and other such machine type apparatus for the beat of sake. Now, now I understand he's not Indian, but he's acting. Right. He's, he's playing a character. Iron Man exactly. isn't really Iron Man. Thor really isn't the a god yeah really i mean so if we're going to go down this road then we've got to actually find an asgardian right to play, to play right it's all there is to it um, and i've got a theory that uh they based i think they based tony stark and his dad basically off of uh howard hughes yeah i could see that yeah that makes sense yeah nerd erotic he 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 continues to call anything that marvel does the in their movies the mcu the mcu why does he do that um, because he thinks that they're trying to uh, feminize everything in the every every you can't have a strong uh, male presence in a in a Marvel movie. Other than Spider Man, he he does admit that in the new Spider Man, they didn't fall into their old thing. But like in Hawkeye, every strong character has to be a fe female. female. But that I mean that's just his interpretation of it. Yeah, like we were saying about Hawkeye. I mean. I, I like Jeremy Renner, Rainer, 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 however you say his uh -huh. name. I, I like him. I think he's a great actor. Right. Um, and he was the best part about that show. Um, but the, the writing yes, he is. the writing in it was definitely very weak. I mean, it was, I, I know I've said it before, that it, it was a more of a Disney show than a Marvel show. I mean, they were definitely yeah. influenced. It's more of a, Disney, it's more of a Disney princess. Right. 
I mean, there was never once. That's what it is. It's a, yeah, there was never once that any any character you ever felt that there was really any ever danger that they were the suspense wasn't there when they tried it was all it was all goofy even with the uh the the kingpin with you know vincent d'onofrio and i like his character and i like his character the way he's done daredevil before but it was horrible on here it was just cheesy oh yeah i was i was glad that they used him the the dude that was in the, the the kingpin from the netflix daredevil stuff yeah. Because I think he had him spot on in that. I thought it was really good. And I'm glad that they used the exact same actor for that. I think it was great. But like you said, the writing has been rather disappointing right. on that show so far. And especially with the way this, that last episode ended with pulling the gun on the kingpin. Right. And then it pans away. And all you see is a flash in the background. So you don't know if he actually got shot or what. Yeah. yeah Jer- because she was going to try to kill him. Yeah. Jeremy Irons, he was way, he's way too good of an actor to be in that show. Like we were talking earlier, we were talking about Yellowstone in 1883. Because um, the guy that uh, Taylor Sheridan is the guy that writes both of those. Mm-hmm. He does. Uh, there's another new show that just started a few weeks ago. It's called Mayor of Kingstown, and yeah. J- Jeremy Rayner plays the main character in that too. And it's it's incredible right. how it's written. So, and he really gets to shine and show off his acting ability in that. It, it's so much better. Now it's it's really violent, but it's it's a really good show. You know. And it takes place. It, it's more about the interaction between this t- this town, this uh, city, and the pri- mm-hmm. the local prison, the police force, the politics in that town. Um, how the COs work in that prison. How they work with the the outside um, drug dealers yeah. and the the I don't want to say mob, but more the mob, the gangs, and. Jeremy Renner, his character is kind of like a, he's a kind of like a middleman, or he's like a, a I won't say a negotiator, but uh, what would you call him? That uh, he's he's a go between guy between all the police force and the prison guards and the outside world, keeping the, the gangs keeping the gangs in the prison from really being as violent and out that they could be you know kind of key he's a peacekeeper right. even though all of right. it is filled with corruption i mean the whole show is mm-hmm. n- nothing but corruption now one of the shows that i really enjoyed watching as far as the writing goes was justified and i did not watch it when it came out originally i, I binge watched it later yeah but the uh, the character boyd crowder in that show yeah i like him he's he's like he's he's the bad guy he's supposed to be the bad guy you know, it takes, it's supposed but, to take place in Harlan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't but really. His but his character, the way he's written, just listen to the way that guy talks. I mean, he, he's delightful. I just think it's 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 an awesome role. He was born to play. It's it's like every set is just so just, that's, that's it's great. I think it's one of the better, that was one of the better written characters I've seen in a long time. I just really, I really enjoyed his character. It was really good, and that's not to take away from the lead actor, the 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 main guy, the marshal or the deputy U.S. marshal. 
Yeah, he the, was he was good too. I mean, those two guys were like they were like foils. They would play off each other. I think between the two of them, it worked great. This opening shot there, right there, that's downtown Harlan. That is right there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's probably from your hill where you live. Too. Yeah, yeah, it is. Here's uh, here I'll show you. Here's my famous picture I took from our hill um, during a snowstorm. We sold prints of it. It did really well. Oh, yeah. That's almost the same angle, too. Yeah. Yeah, because there's the circuit building. And mm-hmm. this this was shot older because this building right here, uh, uh-huh. this this one right here, that was the old uh-huh. old jail. Um, they've torn that right. down. Because here's the county courthouse. Here's the circuit courthouse. And this was the old jail. It's it was it's been torn down now and it's gone. Yeah, here here's the trailer for uh, your fix it man. Mayor of Kingstown. Part time gangsters. We don't break the law, Ma. You know that. We just bend it. Make peace. I'm so familiar with what you do. Your father invented it. I understand your influence within the prisons is unique. The answer is inside those walls, not outside. If you want to know who's running what, anytime, where, come to me. What you see is what you get. I don't take sides. Why did you pick up a shift? Ma, don't start. Your brothers are involved, I'm sure. What aren't they involved in? He's going to have to keep his mouth shut, and he's going to have to do what he's told. The food chain here, there's a lot of wolves and only a few rabbits. Why does he call him the mayor? Because he runs the city. I wonder what the real mayor thinks of that. The real mayor knows it, too. Just do what you got to do on that. Everybody in this whole month be dead if it wasn't for you. If this is gonna work for anyone, everyone has to trust us. Anything we'll ever give you, I can take away enough to know. Don't ever threaten me again. It's a really good show. I like that too. It's on Paramount. Yeah. I might check it out. It looks like it's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Like I said, it's uh, it's loaded full of corruption and violence, but it's it's really well written. It it's it's uh, it keeps you engaged. Just when you think you know where the story's going, it makes like a hard left. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, yeah, because there's nothing worse than watching a show that you can predict it from beginning to end. We're watching that one, and then of course we watch Yellowstone, and then 1883. So if you watch Yellowstone or you haven't, you've watched Speak. 1883. I have not watched. I have not watched any Yellowstone, but I watched the first two episodes of Yellow. Of excuse me, 1883. Yeah, and uh, found it to be a rather entertaining television show, uh, except for uh, dropping the f bomb a little bit too much. I think. Yeah, but I imagine but, uh, you know, people teaches teaches own. But see, my my whole thing I get it, with that people is, out is in the world that use that. Yeah. That's what my somebody said that to me the other day about watching it, and they were like, "But they just cuss way too much." And I was like, "Okay, you don't have a problem with them murdering someone 
and but you have a problem with them because they were talking about Yellowstone. There's a I don't want to spoil too. I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but there's a place they call the train station. When they take somebody to the train station, mm-hmm. they're taking them out to kill them. And then there's this place that they basically throw them over this hill, over this cliff, down into this ravine. <coughs> And there's like decades worth of bodies that have been pitched over that uh, ravine. And that's what I said. So your biggest problem is somebody dropping the F-bomb, not somebody putting a bullet in the back of somebody's head and throwing them over the hill. <laughs> when you put it in that kind of context, it seems kind of silly. Um, Who's the, uh, the trail boss? In 1883? Yes. Um, Sam Sam Elliott, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Sam Elliott. I was liking, I was enjoying his character, watching his uh, progression, because he starts off, he's at a house, he's sitting out on the porch, yeah. and you can tell he's really disturbed about what's going on. He goes inside, he picks his wife up, takes her upstairs, and then catches the whole house on fire. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, smallpox? It's got to be smallpox. Yeah, and then he well, goes away, and it comes back to him a well, little bit his, later on in the episode. It's his daughter too, and it's the son's coming up, or yeah, and his daughter's dead. Yeah, because he his, basically his, everybody died but him, and he's sitting out in the uh, in that field watching. He's either watching the sun come up or the sun go down. He's got that pistol up underneath his chin, and the the buffalo soldier comes out. He's like, "Hey, Captain, you coming?" And his answer is like, "I'm thinking about it." <laughs> I'm like, you're sitting there thinking about killing yourself right now. And yeah. yeah. I like what he's he like, tells, I'm thinking about it. I like when he tells him. He yeah. finally does get up and go on. Well, I like he tells him to hurry up and get on with it. Cause if he's going to have to dig a hole, he wants to do it before the sun goes down. Yeah. And that's when he decides to go on. Like I said, he's sitting there thinking on himself and he's like, well, if you're going to do it, go ahead. <laughs> so you're, you know, digging a grave after dark. No, but I, I, I like, uh, I like all that stuff that, uh, yeah, Taylor Sheridan. He's the one that wrote. He writes all three of those. Um, created and write, writes uh, Yellowstone, eighteen eighty three, and the Mayor of Kingstown. In the very first episode, the guy that gets attacked by the bandits and he's in a a wagon. Oh yeah, because uh, his wife's name is uh, um, is is Faith Hill. That's his real life wife, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, yes. Yeah. Enjoying his character also. And I like how they're doing the daughter. Where she's she's kind of the uh, I mean it's officially not like her viewpoint, but where she does all the voiceover and everything is kind of like her story. To it's like tell. she's writing in. A, it's like she's writing in a diary or something like that. Right. I like how they're doing it that way. Yeah. But it's obviously not just her view or her viewpoint because there's a lot of things happen that she's not even around for. But I liked uh, I like Billy Bob Thornton. I like his character, the the sheriff in the town um yes. which is based off of a that's a real character that's a real life sheriff that was there and was pretty much famous for the way he did that <laughs> it was kind of mm, judge jury and executioner kind of sheriff yeah um, but he run a tight tight town um yeah he's but, like you want to dance with the women dance with the women you want to drink at the bar drink at the bar right but if you think you're <laughs> you think you're a killer no I am. I'm yep. the only killer in this town. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, I am not crossing that man. But he he actually took it a little, the real one supposedly actually took it a little farther. And it's kind of like he charged the, uh, like the shopkeepers and stuff like that um, for protection. For protection money? Yeah. Oh, which, yeah. Which I guess technically there's no difference than paying city taxes to pay for the city police. 
in one yeah, way it's the same or thing. Yeah. I mean, he's got to get paid somehow. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Yeah. It was just, yeah. I enjoyed the time. Tim McGraw's character, the fact that he was a captain in the civil war. Yeah. Uh, and they do that little flashback and you see this field of just, it looks like dead people. And he comes to, and kind of staggers around and this two star Yankee general comes over to him. And he's like, captain. Yeah. Do you notice who and that he just was? Sits, who was that? Tom Hanks. Was that Tom Hanks? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It was a quick, short cameo, only like, yeah, the one line, but yeah, it was pretty cool. But it was just, it was just kind of interesting the way that they both kind of sat on that box together and just looked out over the field. Yeah. And then, and, he, uh, and then he went to prison. Yeah. Well, then he went to a, a POW camp. Yeah. Because at that point he had been captured. But yeah, I like that show so far. Yellow, I mean, Yellowstone is, I want to say it's not comparable. I mean, it's not really even comparable. I mean, it's two different worlds, two different the writing i think is just as good and the story is just as good and the i mean it's it's violent and the it's just more about kevin costner's family who he is uh, tim mcgraw is his great grandfather mm-hmm. um so it's about you know tim mcgraw settling when they end up settling in montana and how their journey, you know, 1883 is their journey cross country to get there. And then what happens, how the saddle happens. And then, uh, then a hundred and what, 60 years later or 40 years later. Now they're Kevin Costner's owns the Dutton ranch. You know, he's John Dutton, the, the great grandson. So, and then it's how they're fighting with the politicians of today and all of the, but Rip is my favorite character. But it deals a little more with uh, the reservations, Indian reservations, um, how they how they interact or with the ranch. But yeah, Tim McGraw or not Tim McGraw, uh, Kevin Costner. He's got three, well, four kids technically, um, and one's a daughter and three sons. It's how they're fighting to keep the ranch to keep montana from developing into like new york you know you've got all this land all this stuff so all these outside companies want to uh come in and buy it up right and force out things and so they, yeah so they can develop like subdivisions right build ski resorts and yeah subdivisions mm-hmm. and all kinds of crazy stuff but it, it's it's well written like i said i like uh I like Rip. He's probably my favorite character on it. But uh, but his daughter Beth Dutton, she's like uh, she's ruthless. But then uh, they're doing a spinoff of it. <clears throat> it's called the Four Sixes. So there's a ranch in Texas that they've done done kind of like little crossover stories with. Uh huh. They're supposed to, I think, the end of this year, come out with the uh, Four Sixes spinoff show, which will be more around the Texas ranch. Taylor Sheridan, the guy who created all these shows, he actually last year bought the actual Four Sixes Ranch in Texas. That's pretty cool. It's uh, 266,000 acres. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. It was $347 million. Woo! That's a lot of money. But that's a big ranch. Yeah. Yeah, he bought it back in June. And they're supposedly, all I, over that. I guess, going to actually film the show on the actual working ranch. That'd be interesting. Yeah. 
So I'm looking forward to that one coming out too. And so you want to you want you gonna watch 1883 then? Do some episodes 1883. I I guess we could. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a good evening. Talk to you later. Yeah, you too, Dave. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at sociallysense. Thanks again, and see you next time.